1: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
2: This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is Pero Pero Let Me me Tell you. You. Dale. He's incredible live, and he, I mean, I don't know how much you like Jay-Z. I actually do like Jay-Z more than people probably assume I do. (laughs) Don't you just hate assumptions? He's great live. You know what's funny? I actually, because, I mean, you know I love hip-hop, but he's
3: not one of my favorite hip-hop artists, but live, awesome. You want to hear something funny? I'll never forget the moment that I realized where he got his name from. What do you mean? I'm assuming, and again, I don't know where he got his name from exactly, but, I mean, he's from New York. Mm-hmm. And I was literally coming back from uh, JFK. I had just gotten off the... The sixth train? No. I had just gotten off the train that takes you, like, from JFK to the subway station where you can get the LIRR or you can get the subway. So I got the subway. I went down. I look up and literally there's a J train and there's a Z train and they were next to each other. And I was like, is that where he got his name? <laughs> Anyway,
2: everybody, that is episode 32, 32. and welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You.
3: I'm prettier than I am smart. (laughs) Baby, you're both. (laughs) How is everyone? (laughs) Hope everyone's good. Hope everyone's doing well. And
2: we're very uh, pleased to tell everyone that you're getting another episode (laughs) of just us.
3: As we said in episode 31, back to basics. Yes, we just like to, you know beat you over the head with good stuff
2: no but seriously I mean we we had a, a really a good really run there yeah, yeah. with a lot of interviews and we got a lot more interviews dried up, yeah. but we kind of wanted as we said in episode 31 bring it back to basics yep. just have a few episodes of just Ish and I and you know talking about different stuff which that's originally how the show started mm-hmm. so I feel very I feel like touched for the very first time oh are we in a gondola no <laughs> anyway everybody welcome to Pero, let me ab- uh, ab- <laughs> 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 what did did I all, just that's say? how
3: back to basics we are you uh, forgot da, where da, you were
2: <laughs> welcome to Perú. let me tell you episode 32. <laughs> what did I just say I <laughs> don't B- know, ab- it was great <laughs> yeah. so so I want to start with something a little bit controversial okay you you enjoy the controversy yeah so and we have a full packed episode Ooh. uh we're gonna be all over the spectrum in this episode that's how we but do. <laughs> but i want to talk about colin um uh, colin Ka- Ka- Copernic.
3: yes i was gonna say chris Ka- patrick caepernick Ka- <laughs> yes Copernic. yes Copernic. yes caepernick
2: caepernick yeah. is colin caepernick um, so obviously everybody knows about the kneeling controversy with the NFL. In yep. fact, we've spoken about it here yep, a, couple times. Um, a few times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I certainly feel that that it's, that's a very complicated issue because while i certainly agree that for the reasons that he is kneeling Mm -hmm, and i mm -hmm. subscribe to the reasons why he is kneeling for 2.99 a month on your credit card statement (laughs) i certainly also understand why some people may find it offensive and be Mm -hmm. upset Mm -hmm. and find it disrespectful so I think this is certainly an argument that you could kind of see. I see where they're coming from. I mean, I'd agree with you, but I understand your concerns. You could see kind of both arguments Mm -hmm. on it. Although, again, I I side more with him in terms of the reasons why he's doing it. But Mm -hmm. regardless, one of the things that he uh, reasonably stated was that the NFL and the NFL owners colluded with keeping him off the field. I thought you were going to say Russia.
3: Colluded with Russia, too. Because
2: he, um, in 2016, he played for the San Francisco uh, 49ers. Yes. And they eventually ended up going to the Super Bowl. So, obviously, Mm -hmm. his last run in the NFL was a successful one. He was playing for a a winning team, Mm -hmm. and he obviously made contributions to the success of his team that year. And yet, the 49ers did not renew him and okay. no other team has. Right. And after his contract with the NF, with the 49ers ended, there were a couple of teams that he kind of went and tried out for. I think the Denver Broncos was one of them. Um but nobody absolutely nobody nobody signed him. And What position does he play? He's a quarterback. Oh, okay. All right, all right. So but the point is that um you know, he his whole allegation is that the owners of the NFL colluded mm-hmm. with keeping him off the field. And mm-hmm. you currently have to certainly see the timing of it. That oh, fair enough. You know when he's a lightning rod. He's a lightning rod. Mm-hmm. It, he was getting so much momentum, right? In reference to what he was doing, um, more and more people started kneeling the NFL for better for worse. It, you know, the viewership of the NFL is. You know, it's very patriotic people It's a business who, You know, a lot of people took offense to that mm-hmm. And I believe that viewership of the NFL In the subsequent season was I lower it was a dip, yeah And so a, a lot of things mm-hmm. There's a lot of elements that, you know That go with this argument and this right. allegation So the point was that he actually sued the NFL Really? He did sue the NFL And unaware. the NFL appropriately filed a motion to dismiss mm-hmm. Well What did um, he file suit? For collusion. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That they colluded to keep him off the field. Got it. Because of, you know, the the whole controversy, the the kneeling controversy. Mm -hmm. So the NFL shot back and filed a motion to dismiss, which is typical in any lawsuit. But the judge ruled against the motion to dismiss. So against the NFL. So they ruled against the NFL. So that means that the case will eventually go to trial. So that's really interesting because if they if this case goes to trial or well, now that there has the motion to dismiss has been struck down, now they're gonna do what's called, you know, in a legal proceeding, discovery. Okay. Which that's when you start deposing people, mm-hmm. when you start requesting requests for production, so for documents and memos, Her and emails, things to be <laughs> emails <laughs> to be produced, um, all types of testimony. Now is when something may come to light when you okay now are given the green light. This to is continue. when things
3: tend to be revealed, right?
2: Because the moment they start deposing people
3: that's when they find out what was You know that's what was not. when
2: somebody said something somewhere that may lead okay. to somebody else who's going to say you see what i'm saying right, right.
3: so it's discovery uh,
2: discovery <laughs> exactly hence the name so at the very minimum at the very minimum, mm-hmm. the case is going to continue. Where the case is going to end, we're not sure. I can't imagine that he's doing this for financial reasons because, I mean, he's made some good money. Uh, I imagine that he's probably doing this for the principle of the matter. So it would be very interesting as this case continues. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because I don't think that he's looking for a buyout. So right, they're not going to settle. It, it, I. Don't think that it's going to be an issue of settlement, right right, right? right, because you can settle in in a legal proceeding. You could settle right. without um, accepting liability yeah, yeah, yeah. or accepting uh, accepting Li- wrongdoing.
3: Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that that's the case. And even in his case, if he does, let's say, was to settle most of that any financial gain he probably would donate to a charity
2: right but so that's what I'm saying but so I, don't I don't think, think that's his goal I don't think
3: goal. he's doing that so
2: it, it, there's a good chance this is going to go all the way so it's really interesting to see what will happen if if that's the case the reason I'm bringing him up in particular oh, football season is about to start um, yeah no it, it has started oh, um, that's reason, how much I follow sports <laughs> The reason why is because there was a player for the NBA that had a similar issue some years back. So the NBA had a player called Muhammad Abdul-Rauf, and he actually... How far back was this? He, this was back in the early 90s. Oh, wow. And he played for the Denver Nuggets, the Kings. The, he He was in the NBA for a while. And in 1991, he started to kneel... For the National Anthem. Oh. And it pretty much went unnoticed. Clearly. The, the NBA in particular has a a regulation in their contract. That states that they cannot kneel. Um, that they have to stand during okay. the National Anthem. This is why so this has not been an issue with the NBA. Because when you sign. It's in he, their contract. Okay, they okay. must stand. It's part of the many conditions okay. of employment for the NBA. This is why this yeah, it has not been an issue for the okay. NBA. But he went ahead and kneeled. Wow. During um, the national anthem, and again, a lot of people didn't notice. It was until some small-town reporter uh-huh. saw that he was kneeling that it became a news story. But and then, when did it become? This was in 1981. 19- was- 19- I don't 1981. remember this at all because this was like a very small it was pre-internet. Thing. The internet too. Because then, what happened is that when he was. This was done very quickly, very swiftly. Oh, okay. When okay, okay. It, it, it was reported, the NBA or the team he was playing for at the time struck a deal with him that um, he was going to, I think he was fined or he, he he was put out of a couple of games. Mm-hmm. And then he agreed to come back and he would put his head down and close his eyes during the national anthem because he said it was for religious reasons because he's a Muslim. Okay. So, you know, he went down the religious freedom okay, kind right, of right. avenue which right. is a lot more, you know, it's a lot constitutionally to, right. tolerant than right. other than other forms of protest. So they went ahead and, you know, that kind of died. Oh, okay. After and again, that. it was pre-internet, but, but what was interesting was with him was that he actually, I believe, was at the time he had one of the best uh free throw shooting records ever. Oh, wow. And When his contract expired, I believe in either 95 or 96, he wasn't renewed.
3: Despite being a very good performer.
2: and he went after to play for, and he was like in his 20s. He was like 27, Well, I mean, most athletes
3: are young, yeah. And
2: he went off to play then to like an, uh, um, um, I I don't even know what team. Uh, Eventually, he came back to the NBA, but it was kind of like one-offs. Like, he was... uh, He played one year here and a couple of years there, Mm -hmm. but never to the success that he originally had. Okay. So, you know, the reason I bring him up, because that's a case that many experts today say that there was definitely collusion in his, in this matter, to Mm -hmm. keep him off the court. Although that particular instance did not garner even close to any of the controversy that the Mm -hmm. Kaepernick you know, kneeling debacle has caused. So, you know, I think he has a great case because, I mean, coño, que casualidad, que el hombre, you know, he's a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. They go to the Super Bowl. You know, he has a great, they go to the Super Bowl. He has a great career. And coño, que casualidad that when this lo quiere. Nadie lo quiere. All of a sudden, nobody wants him. All right. You know, it's like, right, right. and generally, when a player in any professional sports mm-hmm. team, you know, either because he's too old or he's or injury, but that's whatever. usually when you see it happen. Not when only they you start see to age happen, out, but but that, exactly, they right. they, are, they get traded and then they get right. traded again. Right, right. They play one season for this team, then they play another. Or they season have an injury another. and they don't
3: perform as well anymore. Right. right, right.
2: I mean, because he's still, I mean, in football, obviously, th- in in terms of his position, that he's um quarterback a quarterback you know you always want to be the starter right? right right but a lot of times you know they'll they'll have you know you know you're still a quarterback you're just not the starter mm-hmm. you know you'll you'll still be part of the team it's just that you know you're it's more like second rate if you will right, right. but straight, that's not yeah. the case with him the, i mean he went from being you know the top with, of his game so to as were being like gone so right. i think a reasonable person can certainly uh believe that there's something going on there that mm-hmm. You know, the NFL didn't want to keep with it, didn't want to deal with it. And, you know, the NFL is a very controversial organization. I mean, they've been hiding for years all the, for the years of results. abuse? Uh, no, the, well, that as well. But the whole issue with the trauma, the head trauma. The head trauma, that's right. That's right. Um, you know, that has the been known for years. <laughs> Uh, they they buried that. <laughs> like,
3: yeah, they're no they're no stranger to burying things. Que no le conviene.
2: Exactly. I mean, they're a very powerful organization, as they, yeah. many say. They own a day of a week, the week. So, I mean, I'm totally the team calling. <laughs> I'm totally team calling in this whole whole thing. Um, as I said, I understand that there's people who got very uh, could be offended by that. You know, if you're a soldier, if you had somebody
3: die, I, 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 get, I, I, it. Totally I get it. Totally get it. I get it. I but I also uh, and again. <laughs> God, I'm citing Facebook as a source. But I saw um, an article on Facebook or, or a link to a story that claimed or alleged that he came to this um, solution as to how to protest after consulting with a veteran. Mm-hmm. And they kind of together said, you know, the kneeling is okay because X, Y, Z reasons, you know, it's like it, 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 it's it, more appropriate it, 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 than sitting. Yeah, it pays tribute to the – because I think it's like when you – like your fallen – you know, fallen soldiers. You can kneel at their right. It's, yes, it's more acceptable because when unquote. he first started
2: the protest, he was sitting down at the bench. Right, right. Then he started to kneel. Correct, because kneels a more kneeling is a more appropriate way to, to still show a degree fashion. of
3: respect without. Right, right. right. But, but so, as I said, but I, I'm saying, so I respect that he sought he, out how to do, it the, to right do, right do way. it the right way. Quote unquote. Right. So, I mean, again,
2: it's an issue that many people have many different opinions on. And I think everybody has kind of a a, a point because I could certainly see Mm -hmm. both sides in it. But as far as the collusion thing, I, you know, I, I hope he gets far and I hope he can prove because I just don't buy it. I, I don't buy it. I mean, I don't follow football like I do baseball, but in baseball, that's not the way a player goes out. If, right. if a player truly has his prime behind him and that's it, it's time for him to retire, that's one thing. you know, there's certain pattern that, you know, right. as I said, either they're traded or they're benched or whatever. But then, you know, he went from being in a winning team in a winning season that had led to the Super Bowl to not being signed at all. Like, at all. I mean, yeah, that's weird. That's definitely weird. So, bueno. That's weird. So I think you had some, um, from a you know from a very uh, <sighs> controversial topic to kind of a ridiculous one.
3: <laughs> Listen, I you know to each their own. God bless. Okay, DJ Khaled. <laughs> mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. I don't care for this individual. I don't care for the way that he. You know, I do, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like him. I think he's an idiot. I think he's annoying. I think... I hate the way that he carries his child around. The opinions around. of Ish Do <laughs> not reflect the opinions of... Pero, let me tell you. I hate the way it's he carries place. his kid around the way Paris Hilton used to carry around her chihuahua as an accessory to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I... If I was Weight Watchers, I'd want my money back. He was their spokesperson. He's still fat. Um, I... I just I don't like I just think there's something obnoxiously ridiculous about him. Mm-hmm. So of course he has teamed up with the definition of ridiculous, obnoxious South Florida furniture that is El Dorado to create a furniture line. Have you seen?
2: I just saw. It have you seen research?
3: Vaya, lo que lo que este hombre ha inventado de furniture. I'm
2: waiting for you to finish because I'm going to counter you on many points.
3: No, but have you seen the furniture? I have. Es los muebles más feos que he visto. Mira. Mi vida.
2: You sabe you know that there's many Cubans who just got off the raft que van a encontrar that gold lame uh, uh-huh. That's why it's perfect. Beautiful. It's perfect. He's partnered with El Leone Oye, no. It's Dorado. gold. El Dorado is not cheap. So that's one of the it's things I'm going to counter you on. Hideous. El Dorado furniture is They're not, not cheap. cheap. It's
3: not cheap. They're not El dorado I actually, didn't say they were cheap. I said they were tacky.
2: Actually, El Dorado is kind of high end furniture. For They're who? Th- in hell? No. Have you been to El Dorado? Ugh. No, El Dorado is actually one step above like Rooms to Go and all and City Furniture and all that. It actually is. El Dorado has very expensive furniture. Okay, expensive doesn't mean nice. Some of it is actually very nice. But bueno, that aside, you know what? I actually like him. I don't. Okay, I don't care. I about think him. he is super ridiculous. Absolutely, super ridiculous. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna counter you with this. In this ultra heated, debated world we live in, mm-hmm. that everybody takes everything so seriously. Okay, okay, he he's so ridiculous, and I don't know. I think it's funny. It's it. It doesn't bother me. I mean, I, I understand that he could be annoying. I I get it. I totally get it. And he I just <laughs> don't know what we you're... did as a society to be punished this way. Well, he's he's a, look. He's a producer, and he's he's your typical producer that. You know, like, Puffy was a producer before he was Puff Daddy, you know. Um, a lot of these guys start off as producers, and then, for better or for worse, they go into their own, you know, music career as well.
3: And, again, I, I think he's really ridiculous, but in a fun way. He doesn't bother me at all. Listen, I agree. He's not the pop culture penance that is Frankie Grande. Oh.
2: What is that you called him the other day?
3: Well, I said he's our he's our pop culture penance for the No, Holocaust. you called him
2: something. You called him a a joker fish with- yeah he
3: looks like a joker fish what was it I said like the, a joker fish that lost weight and then decided to do drag
2: yeah, yeah drag- something like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, but
2: no he doesn't he doesn't bother me I,
3: he irks me so I just I think when he
2: comes out in a performance whoever's performance and all he's like is DJ Khaled what's up I think it's hilarious I don't know maybe it's because I kind of you know I love hip hop music or whatever but uh, I I get it I get que familia va mal. I get that he, huh? I get that a lot of people are turned off by him, but I don't know. I think, as I said, in this time that we take ourselves so seriously and everybody's like so, you know, so uptight, you know, whatever. DJ Khaled is ridiculous. Good for him. He's annoying. But the furniture's pretty epic. The furniture's
3: epic. fucking hideous. The furniture's fucking so hideous. So we, we
2: recommend everybody to go to Google and put if you've DJ seen- Khaled.
3: Actually, the name of his furniture line I read in here is We Be, we Be Best Home. It's like if the Melania Trump bullying campaign had a baby with, you know, hip-hop. <laughs> this headline says, TJ Khaled's new
2: line of furniture looks like El Dorado had a baby with a Versace mansion. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I am Donatella. He, he I, says, love the, I love his
2: collection. He says, quote, I remember buying my first house like 12 years ago, he told the Miami okay, Herald. Right. I came to El Dorado to buy furniture, so it's crazy that I'm here. Clado. Clado? No, of course went to Dorado Dorado. my own line. Of course he did.
3: Where else would somebody with it's that degree of taste we the best go? best home.
2: We the Best Home.
3: We the, be- we the Best Home. Yeah. Okay. It's
2: actually sold in different stores around the country, but here in Miami it's sold appropriately. Oh, he launched at here. El launched. El Dorado, it Dorado, as it should be. It launched, I think, on Thursday. I mean, a butaca with red crushed velvet me gusta. No, I'm kidding. a it's a high chair <laughs> with um, red crushed velvet, and then the rest of it is, like, gold plated. Or gold painted.
3: Oh, my God. It's just so fucking hideous.
2: And he has a set of lions. Está lindísimo.
3: Esto está buenísimo para de That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, I can see the two lions just totally, like, bookending la caridad cobre in the middle. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest here. Our people. Oh, our people will eat that shit especially up. Especially
2: the newer breed.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. How terrible taste furniture. They will, they in will furniture. eat it. Up. I always I always find it really funny whenever I go to Home Depot to buy paint. And you see all these like Cubans and whatever. We're Cubans, so we could talk about it. Exactly. Cubans. You can't I, I see can't. all these Cubans there buying, you know, like burgundy paint. And then, you know, the people in, in Home Depot ask them, oh, what finish would you like on your paint? And they're like, Combrillo, you know, like the semi gloss, <laughs> you know, which is the worst finish to paint an interior with well, in like red. I mean, semi gloss, especially with such a vivid color like red, you paint that on a wall and any and every detail that that wall has, you know, <laughs> badly, like, will be, like,
3: but maybe will be just, noticed.
2: Maybe they just do it so that
3: it can shine off of their, their gold
2: chains. <laughs> and it's so terrible the way that light reflects semi-gloss paint. And ahí está, you know, you you lady, you naked, comprando... <laughs> <laughs> have,
3: you, have you seen the Instagram page, uh, Oh my
2: God, it is Th- amazing. That
3: furniture looks like it would be it featured. Is
2: amazing. A uh, shout out to Cubalceros. Yes,
3: hi Cubalseros. <laughs> so it's just,
2: it, I, I, I see it all the time, but it's just, it, yeah, it's Cubalceros. Cubalceros. yeah. A, yeah. A, it's a... Like Cuba and It's interchanging yeah, yeah, the yeah, name, yeah. 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 They're it's you know what's so funny about the people that he profiles on that page is I always he,
3: wonder if they find out and do they get upset I don't know if they
2: find out <laughs> I think they do because he's very hush hush about his identity right right about right. this man and right. for our
3: listeners out there go oh, yeah. check out oh so, Balceros you know on Instagram it's an Instagram page that basically takes the. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, because you can't call plays. saddles anymore,
2: He plays on the ridiculous stereotypes that a lot of new... Recently s- arrived. ...recently arrived Cubans. You know, because as we know, there is a percentage of the recently arrived cubans that are extremely tacky right. and just ridiculous in every way that they wear you know thick 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 gold chains right, and the right. thick gold watch they all have skinny legs the men you know wear skinny jeans and they all wear their i
3: like a skinny jean they,
2: yeah with their shaved legs <laughs> you know with their shaved legs the men pluck their eyebrows like, like a drag queen like they're the world is ending um and have you noticed that like these cuban guys none of them have facial hair None. They don't have any facial hair. No, not even like a, little, Nothing. Like a little chin Nothing. strap? Nothing. They don't have facial hair. They all shave their legs. They shave their arms. They all have tribal tattoos. And they all wear skinny jeans or skinny shorts with like
3: shoes without socks. So it's basically like the 80s, 90s, and today. Had a baby. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but he, 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 he kind of mocks them and he posts the pictures and then he'll post like what they look like. So it'll be like a picture of like Gollum and you know Capri pants or whatever. No, but what's great is that he puts like a lot of
2: them are re- repeat offenders. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, you know what? You know what? Sometimes and you know what? And yo, if if that you makes actually, you happy and you like actually, how you look. That's looked, what I was about God to bless, say. God you bless. Know I look at these people and I think they are so ridiculous. And I don't even know what they look like. But then I say, you know what? They're living their best life. Damn right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so
3: go, go shave your legs. Pluck those eyebrows. Pluck
2: those eyebrows. The bigger the hoop, the closer to God. Buy your jeans in kid sizes, you know. <laughs> hey, if that makes you happy, that that's the saying in 2018. Live your best life. Live
3: your best life. That's right. I see. Like, knock yourself yeah. out. I mean. <laughs> We're going to mock you. <laughs> but enjoy your life. People mock us. <laughs> People mock us. Box. Listen, the amount of people who made comments about my deep V during the, the Croqueta Palooza Well, fixtures, but that was wonderful. I know, but it's sexy. I like cleavage. I enjoy showing my, my man boobs. <sighs>
2: Let's move on to another I'm living topic. my best life. You are living your... boobo if, 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 if there's anybody who's living their best life without any any care in the world is you. And you know, I look... I look Up to you for that. I wish I could live my best life the way you live yours. (laughs) Because you're talking to the person who, like, will not unbutton his shirt past the second button, wears basketball shorts to the beach, because anything else is
3: too revealing. And I am the complete opposite. No, you would go naked to
2: church if you could.
3: Well, that's how Adam and Eve would go to church. Yeah, I mean.
2: Anyways. (laughs) I hope everybody out there driving is enjoying this conversation as much as we are. So, anyway, you and I had talked about a few times mm-hmm. that we wanted to have a segment on the show eventually yep. about telenovelas. Yes,
3: which is weird because growing up, I never called them telenovelas. It was always novelas. Yeah, novelas. No, but nowadays I feel like as, it's become, yeah, as it's become more, I don't want to say mainstream, but more general market. Telenovela has become yeah. the, the term and
2: I think that the reason why we decided to talk about this is because I think that when you grow up Hispanic, mm-hmm. yeah
3: especially when novelas
2: we yeah especially in our time mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s, novelas were a really big part Huge. of of your life growing yeah. up because I remember that in my house, I don't know if maybe because you know we didn't have too much money you know we're, we were an immigrant family whatever mm-hmm. we all came together to watch la novela. You know, yeah, mom, dad, yeah, yeah. the kids, the grandparents. It's you know, just what you did from 7 it, to 10. It's what you did, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I think so many of us can refer to so many novelas growing up. So mm-hmm. tell me some of your favorites.
3: Well, the thing is, at my house, we didn't really watch novelas. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, my my parents weren't novel- little My mother now watches novelas. Like, de después called, de vieja. Después de vieja, my mother watches novelas. Um, my grandparents would watch novelas mm-hmm. because, again, they were older. They only had the two channels. At that mm-hmm. point, I don't even know what Telemundo was running. I mean, I know Univision had the novelas, but mm-hmm. Telemundo had... Well, they had Marilena, Guadalupe... Yeah, but that was in the 90s. But that was the 90s, right, right, right. Um, my... F- I mean, I could be, you know, basic and be like, my favorite novelas were Marimar and María del Barrio, because, you know, Thalia. And more importantly, Soraya. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also... I I, I enjoyed, like, um, Lazos de Amor, Dos Mujeres Un Camino, Mm -hmm. um you know who doesn't i can't
2: say part one and two
3: you know that i don't remember part one i just remember part two
2: because part one they used to air at least in the united states they used to air it at like friday night at like 11 o'clock after night yes yes oh okay because you know a lot of these mexican (laughs) soap operas there's so many mexican soap operas that they air in what mexico i believe that's the channel maybe estrella um, that when they usually they they start airing them here a little bit after.
3: Yeah, once they've got a couple in the can.
2: Yeah. Um, then in Mexico, usually they're premiered in Mexico. Right. But I feel there's just such a volume of them that there's only so many we can run. The, right, exactly. <laughs> or at least run. I, f- yeah. I feel that like the prime time novelas are the best ones, and then you know they had some that they would air like midday. Yeah, and they still and then do. They that. would have one that they did at night. But what I thought that was really interesting was that. Growing up on novelas, and and I I I mean I remember one of the first novelas that I remember my parents watching, and I was like probably four years old. Damn, because it was in the early eighties. I don't where remember. Los ricos yeah. también lloran con, Verónica, con Castro. Verónica Castro. That's See, like I know one about of those that one now. Lo- that's one of those like legendary novelas. Los ricos también Llora And Wasn't then there
3: was something Lobo.
2: Cuna de lobos. Cuna de lobos. What what I was gonna say, well. And then there was also Tobasio. Okay. See, I know these.
3: Uh, like there's wasn't there Ruby?
2: No, but a Ruby. I was whoa, Ruby was like ninety-eight. Oh okay. okay. <laughs> no, we're talking about like early eighties. And it's so funny because Tobasio. So Tobasio was a story of the girl who had like the really long hair and she was blind.
0: Burroughs furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the reward winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness.
2: And, and I remember <laughs> that as a child, I was so petrified of piranhas because in that soap opera, there was a scene where like the villain, she died by piranha. Death by piranha. Cinderella. So that's what we were worried about in the 80s. Piranhas and, and, quicksand. and quicksand. Yeah. Right. And actually, then quicksand, there was another novela, I think it was like 87, 88, called La Indomable, con Leticia Calderón. Oh, I remember that one. Where the villain... made that one. The villain dies in the last
3: episode. He's <laughs>
2: mira en un pantano. So she ends up in quicksand. <laughs> and then all that's left, the last scene is like her hand coming out of the quicksand with like the bouquet okay of flowers. And <laughs> oh. you know, she was still mad. But... <laughs> But let's see, growing up, uh, the first, like, really big, big soap opera that I remember that, mm-hmm. because, I, the, like, the Ricos Tambiñora and all that, I remember the name. But you were four. But I was, like, four. So I don't right. remember actually sitting down and watching it. But the first one that I remember that we actually, that I sat down as, like, a seven or eight-year-old to mm-hmm. watch with, like, my whole family was Cristal. And that was that was a Venezuelan Cristal, one. Cristal, Cristal. That was with Yanet Rodriguez, that she was, um, and Lupita Ferrer, I think. And that's that's the one that she was a model. Lupita she, Lupita Ferrin, uh got pregnant, and she gave her up for adoption. Okay, and then it was one of those, you know, twenty years, 20 years later. later Cristan is your typical pretty girl in Caracas, Venezuela. Okay, pursuing to be a model. That's what they. all And do then in she ends up, you know, she ends up being a model, and she ends up, she ends up being a model. She gets like a contract for for a certain like fashion house and that fashion house the main designer ends up being her mother (laughs) so yeah so it was one of those and that's from that soap opera you know you know Gigi sancheta no yeah she was really big in the 80s she was in that soap opera cuna de lobos was a really big one in the 80s that was a huge one that she had a patch in her eye she was yes
3: evil i still get scared when i see that lady yeah, it's pictures of her. She yeah. just looks like she would. And kill then there you.
2: was also in the in the eighties. I, mean, I mean, we're talking about like big, big ones. Well, but we have because there's just so many right. of exactly, them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, El pecado de Yuki. I don't know that one either. So El pecado de Yuki. Seriously, I it, literally it has... I came to this later
3: because so El I in like '87
2: or something, mm-hmm. and the actress her name is Anna Martin. And she... I
3: thought you were going to say Anamago.
2: No, Anna, Anna Martin. And this was a um, oh, uh, Televisa production. Okay. So it was a Mexican soap opera. She actually went to Japan and she studied with, uh, like, geishas and stuff like that on how to do the dance. And... When she was in makeup, mm-hmm. you know, she actually they put, you know, the, the, the kabuki. It, like, no, right. well, in the whole soap opera, she was in, you know, obviously, she was in character. Mm-hmm. She had, they had to put like the little the, wires like or whatever, tape. rubber bands to make her eyes Asian. look Asian. And it actually left a permanent effect on her. She had like nerve damage. Oh, my God. Yeah, because you know these soap operas last for like eight to ten
3: months and it took like God. a year to film and she well, was doing this And kids, that's why you should not do cultural appropriation. <laughs> and the productions but, but, but actually the production
2: value of that soap opera is really good. If you look oh, yeah. at it on YouTube What is it called again? El pecado de Oyuki. El pecado de Oyuki. Oyuki. Yeah. And if you look at it on on YouTube, they they have it on YouTube. The you Honola? look at it I don't know about the Honor but they have a lot. Okay. Um the like it's actually the production value is pretty good. So, <laughs> but I mean, I feel that novelas, yeah, were such a big part of growing Hispanic, and I feel that that is not no something anymore. that well, not even so much anymore. But that's something that is purely Hispanic. I agree. I believe that so- soap operas if for the American market are based for to women are based like predominantly to women.
3: What's during the day?
2: It's during the day. For it's, it's based. To women, I don't feel that soap operas during the day, you know, American soap operas are geared towards, like, family entertainment. Well,
3: you know where the term soap opera comes from. From the soap commercials? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it was, to your point, it was for housewives. It was, you know, your home, watch your stories. Right. Here's products that are tailored for you. Soap, you know, detergent, things Mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't think it was ever at any point intended as a cultural you know Luke and Laura Erica and they're Kane also very different because
2: I for several years I watched General Hospital mm-hmm.
3: and I don't
2: I don't think one is better I, like I don't think I'm not saying that American soap operas are better than Hispanic ones or versa, or vice versa. Right. They're just very different because I think that I'd
3: prefer a Hispanic one because it has an end. It's finite,
2: exactly yeah. me yeah. too. Whereas I think with American soap operas, they just since they go on and on and on and on, you have more liberty to bring in the dead, you know, the the <laughs> evil <laughs> the twin, twin yeah. and all that stuff because yeah. I mean you it never ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's something to be said about all of them. Pero you guys out there, what were some of your oh, favorite telenovelas? What was one of your favorites? My favorite novela of all time is probably one that aired in like 1991 called Yo Compre Esa Mujer. Okay. I loved it. And I loved I Probably also, wouldn't get
3: made nowadays with Me Too.
2: <laughs> and there was one also, Dulce Desafío, which was, interestingly enough, with Adela Noriega and Eduardo Yanes, mm-hmm. who would later go on to do Guadalupe. Oh, Okay.
3: Were these were these Univision or Telemundo? Bueno, Guada, eh, Dulce so Desafío was,
2: was no Dulce Desafío was um, uh, um, Televisa, and that oh, one aired okay. in Univision. Pero Guadalupe was, remember, a Miami. No, yeah, Guadalupe was Telemundo. I feel that, no? and to our Miami like listeners who saw this back in the day, I feel that Marielena con Lucía oh, Mendez
3: it was just a good opening forget the soap opera the opening was phenomenal but
2: I feel that that is a soap opera maybe because it was completely shot in Miami right with and a lot of actors except for the main actors Mm -hmm. uh, Lucia Mendez and Eduardo Yanes. most of the actors were either Cuban or they were either Cuban Caribbean people that were very famous in their you know home country and now you know they had roles in this soap opera but I feel that everybody watched Maria Elena Oh, that was one of the biggest novelas. At and, least in Miami. At least in Miami. At least
3: in Miami, it was one of the it biggest It was like a novellas.
2: phenomenon. Like,
3: se acabo, se acabo, se acabo. Yep. I'm here, I'm like literally tilting my head the way she used to do in the beginning. Where's a column? We need a column. <laughs> we need a column. <laughs> we, need call him. we need to go to the Biltmore. Till this day, when I go to the Biltmore <laughs> Hotel and I go to the <laughs> lobby, I'm like, Lucia this was here.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was so beautiful. She was. And plastic surgery... Isn't for everyone, kids. No. It's not for everyone. But she was, she was so beautiful. I, I, I thought as a kid, she was <laughs> one of the most beautiful uh, actresses. I I remember, remember I was telling you about that soap opera she did, uh, um, Amor de Nadie. Amor de Nadie? Amor de Nadie aired between, like, 90, 91. And when we went to the Amigos for Kids fundraiser, Oh, yes. Este yes, yes, yes Fernando yes, yes, yes. Allende was there. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God, Fernando Allende, you've been in one of my favorite soap operas, Amor de Nadie. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one so ridiculous where when she was she, when she was, a, she was she was a young girl living in um, some farm town right. and one of the you know main farm guys like beat and raped her for years.
3: Oh yeah, to Then yeah, yeah.
2: she was able to leave the farm town, ta- leave the farm, and go to the city, and she fell in love with a pilot, but the pilot died in a plane crash. Then she. You know, she gets over him and she marries this other guy who was played by Fernando Allende, who was a great guy, and they loved each other very much. But then he dies of AIDS. <laughs> so then it was very yeah. controversial because this soap opera ran in like 90. That's true. So, you That's know, true. AIDS was still a very taboo yeah, subject yeah, yeah. at that time. So then he dies of AIDS, and then she marries this other guy, a Spanish guy, and then he dies in a car accident. So then at the end, when she just thought you know,
3: she's la- the common denominator
2: here, que right? de ella era de nadie, she finds out that the pilot really didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> and he came back to okay. find her. <laughs> was he in the Amazon with Opacio No, he was <laughs> in the Amazon with Marimar. That's <laughs> when she was looking for Sergio, <laughs> and then and then yeah. So everybody watched Marielena and then Guadalupe. Everybody watched right. Guadalupe yeah. too. Remember the song Guadalupe?
3: Pudiera ser el dueño de tu- what Guadalupe. I remember the most about
2: Guadalupe was the slap.
3: Wait. Okay. No. I'm not okay. I know Guadalupe, which was the novela that the girl had like the cicatriz in her face that she always had her hair half covered with like her bangs, and she was blonde. She had
2: Marisol. Marisol. That Enrique Iglesia did the song. Por, um, that's right. Por amarte Marisol, Marisol, Marisol yo daría. <laughs> <that's right.
3: laughs> <laughs> but Marisol wasn't the
2: phenomenon that Guadalupe. No,
3: had. it wasn't. You know, it was kind of a phenomenon esque, and it doesn't always happen with. With soap operas that aren't focused on like the adults or whatever, mm-hmm. Luz Clarita
2: Yeah, no, no, but but, but the, I feel there's a genre of um, like youthful soap operas because you remember Agujetas de color de rosa.
3: Oh yeah, that was about the ice skating. And then <laughs> Ay, there was Carousel. and
2: then Carousel and then A yeah, Cantar yeah. una Estrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because A Cantar una Estrella, a lot of people who saw it, it, that was one of Ricky Martin's first like kind of that was young Rick- adult roles. Ricky
3: Martin, Sasha Sokol. Vivi Gaitan, Gaitan, Pedro
2: Fernandez, uh-huh.
3: and um, Angelica
2: right? Rivera, who is now the first lady of Mexico. She is? She is the first lady of Mexico.
3: I didn't
2: know that. <laughs> I forgot her husband's name. Oh, my oh God. I didn't know she's that. that. She is the first lady of Mexico. So she's moved on to good. She's definitely had a career upgrade. Oh, yeah. She. Yeah. yeah. You didn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> and I always think like Oh I wonder when you know Actually She's not going to be First Lady much longer Because That's it His term is going to be over sure. And he didn't run Run again oh, uh, Okay. okay um, I wonder if she's going to Go back to Acting She was also La dueña The oh, soap opera La dueña Anneli She Carriera. was la dueña Oh yeah She was badass In that So Barbara.
3: Wait Is that the one That they changed To Penelope Midway through No No You no. know which one I'm talking about Yes Yes, no. I not remember the name of that damn novela. So,
2: we can't talk soap <laughs> operas okay? without
3: talking about, you know, Las Tres Maria de Dalia. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and and how successful were the Tres Marias that when she tried to do one called Rosalinda, it didn't really uh, <laughs> So, so, so yeah, we have I mean, Maria Mercedes, we, Marimar, Mar- Mar- and Maria
2: del barrio. barrio. Which is your favorite? <sighs> I know your favorite, but... I've told you what my favorite is, but what my real favorite is.
3: Right, so Maria Mercedes is never my favorite. No, me neither. It's never my favorite. Meh. I mean, she's got clown makeup. It's weird. I don't get it. But then there are certain elements of Marimad, which I recently, maybe about three years ago, rewatched the entire thing. Mm-hmm. It was so bad, but so great. I don't think Marimad was bad. No, no, but bad, like, okay, because I literally would watch, like, five episodes a day so I was like I was binging on some marimar and pugoso like
2: I think that the part when she made uh, Angelica get the deeds uh, from El Lodo I think that was pretty badass <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Bitch, you're gonna get on your knees and get those documents the from the mud, just like you made me do it." Like, I thought, and I thought that when she was Bay Dama and El Club, oh, uh, El Club de, Encantado. Club de Encantado. And for the people who watch okay. this and you're listening us <laughs> <and you're listening, laughs> talking to this, you're you know what we're talking. You do about. know what we're talking um, about. Yeah. Um, I hope a lot of our listeners
3: watch this. I think because big this has been of one them. of the be- largest um, yeah. viewed. Um, Soap yeah. operas in the world. Well, in the world. Yeah, exactly. Um like, se llama? Brenda. 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 That yeah. she, listen, Angelina Jolie's all-black Oscar look was totally, totally stolen from Brenda. Brenda. Um, but anyway, I thought that soap opera was really
2: good. And when she was Bay Dama, she was quite the little bitch. She, she was. She didn't give a shit. Like, <laughs> you, know, you it was that blonde streak. Do you remember when Sergio was going to get married to that other girl that she comes in... Wasn't
3: she like crippled? No, she got brain cancer.
2: Yes. Yeah. She comes into their wedding with their love child and she's like, you see? This is his daughter <laughs> like, he doesn't take care of. I was like, you go.
3: But... But... De but Soraya.
2: Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing can compare to Itati Cantoral. Itati Cantoral, Cantoral
3: is... You know, and I of- just want to say it oh. here.
2: We, you and I, and yes. our friend, yes. we have never... Forgotten about the character of Soraya and for years and years and years we quoted her and we would laugh at the, was
3: like 20 years old rather. at
2: the ridiculousness of that character and all of a sudden all of a sudden last year she became a meme like, she became a meme and when I saw like, all these people posting Soraya memes I'm like really did you see the um, maldita liciada?
3: Did, did you see the, the video that she did with Orange is the New Black oh my god that was hilarious it was great <laughs>
2: She is, I to, I said it a few episodes again, in like, the hierarchy of villains, you know, on top I have, like, Darth Vader That's and, like, Hannibal <laughs> Lecter. She is in my top. Because, listen, anybody who could survive a fall from a skyscraper.
3: That's true.
2: And navigate, you know. She masterminded she, her comeback. She masterminded her comeback. Yeah. She could stab someone with scissors in a house party where everybody saw her, but nobody testified against her. No,
3: not one person. Not a one. She knocked a cripple out of a wheelchair. Did not stop. Did not stop. not hinder La her. La maldita she lisiada. lisiada. <laughs>
2: you know what? I love. She was like I 21,
3: you. 22 when I she played love, that role. I love.
2: have it saved on my YouTube. Love. When she comes back, like the second time that she comes back for good. uh uh-huh. After she goes through her rehab yes, and everything. Or... That Maria Talia sees yeah. her the first time in her house. And Dalia's like she looks immaculate. She looks yeah, like the yeah. Virgin Mary. She's dressed in this like beautiful white suit and she hears her and she's like, So so S- Soraya
3: <laughs> You know, see
2: what I'm talking about? Yes. It's like perfect. <laughs> and Soraya's
3: dressed in black and she's like Maria Del yeah. Barrio <laughs> La pepeñadora." <laughs> this is also what I love about like the soap opera is that this is a story in which a woman has a baby. She gives birth to the baby. I don't remember. They knew she gave birth to Nandito, right? Uh To, To the boy, right? So everybody knew that she had this baby. She went crazy. She went out while she was nuts gave the baby away and the family's reaction to this is we'll just adopt her another kid to yeah. make it better. Yeah. You know, like she just lost a puppy. And, and a family
2: that had, you know, had status and money right. that they could hire to like a...
3: Right. Their solution to the problem isn't let's get her therapy. Right. Let's get her... It's like, no, here's another baby. And also,
2: and also, yeah. you know, they had resources and <laughs> Nanita went to live with Magroupina and they were still in Mexico City. It's not like, you know, they yeah. went to another part of right, Mexico right. or to yeah. another country, you know. Uh, okay. So, let's see. Some of the common denominators of uh, telenovelas are- yes. are it's a
3: Cinderella story. Right.
2: You always have somebody who's poor.
3: Yes. There always has to be poor people. Uh-huh.
2: Uh, and then somebody who's rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then you always have amnesia. There's Am-
3: no middle class.
2: No. amnesia is always in the mix. Yes. Right? That's true, yeah. And, I, oh, going back to the Thalia soap operas, <laughs> yeah. I love the, the downgrade of her- of she her poor, economic she status. Poorer. In Maria and Maria, Maria Mercedes, she was kind of like a... Um, she was one of these people that would dress up in in like clown face for she had, money. She lived in a little and humble apartment. She tried to like, you know, make some money and she was poor. Then in Maria in Marimar, she lived in like a little oceanfront shack with her grandparents. Right. So you know, yes, she had yeah. waterfront property.
3: Right. But for, she was living in
2: a it shack. Was a shack right. But then in Maria in Barrio, she was living in a dumpster.
3: She lived in a garbage dump. Like she lived in like like where you go where the trash goes that's where she just lived
2: I know that I we're know having why. this full in-depth okay. conversation about novelas <laughs> <laughs> I really hope our listeners are enjoying this oh I'm sure they because will because we are enjoying I'm this I'm sure
3: they will but
2: okay so back to the common denominators in all novelas so really rich really, really poor. poor amnesia there's uh, always, always amnesia, has to be amnesia. there's so usually somebody out of wedlock has a child uh, always I, absolutely like, the child is always lost
3: Yes, at some point.
2: Later to be found in a family that is usually one or two degrees of separation. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the neighbors. (laughs) Yes. But for some reason, didn't know the kid was there. At all. (laughs) Then you always have the jealous villain who is jealous for, like, not real reasons.
3: It's usually because, like, they were interested in one of the people who winds up being interested in the protagonist. Right. And so that obviously sets them down a path of pure evil. You know, like in real life.
2: And and a pure evil in death and destruction. Right, like in real life. Yes, that's that's usually all it takes. All it takes. All of it. And then generally, somebody, a lot of times, somebody finds that they're adopted. Yeah, or that the the life they've been living has been a lie in some context. Yes, yes. But then somehow... Then somehow at the end it all comes together and everybody's fun, you know, fine and in love and yeah. And the villains always theme.
3: get their comeuppance. Yes, the villain always either yes. dies or goes to jail yes. or kills himself or something. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. some way. They always form. get their just desserts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah, the always. villain does not escape.
2: in no, the no, there's no, there's,
3: there's, no sequel where no. the villain comes back. Type no, of deal. no. You know, it's the worst soap opera I've ever watched. It's, oh my god! I was hoping you would watch you would say this
2: one. Is it's Ángel it, Ferreyra. So. It, oh, here we go. I couldn't I couldn't end the episode Could without saying Michigan. During my Midwest years, I be, you know I was somewhat homesick. So I really, weirdly, I started watching a lot of Spanish television, which I generally... Here we are saying that I, I grew up watching telenovelas, which I did. But once I became older, I didn't really watch that much Spanish right. television, except for Sábado Gigante.
3: Also, the novelas now are not that good.
2: Right. You know what? We need to have an episode about Sábado Gigante. We do. We do. But anyway... Um, but then I, I I don't know, I became really homesick and I started watching the Pienta America rather than the Today Show. (laughs) (laughs) All that bullshit. I'm like, I'm watching. So you learned
3: about none of the news. Yeah, I'm
2: watching about the Pienta America. I'm watching Primer Impacto. Primer Impacto has like the worst
3: stories. Like, you know, a baby with two heads was born and, you know. When I say Primer Impacto, what's the first thing you think about? What? Los Niños Lobos. Los Niños Lobos. Yeah. <laughs> Los Niños
2: Lobos must have had a contract. Right. right. They're they're they could not shave on. their face. Like, <laughs> that's preventing back So I was kind of watching all this stuff. I was kind of homesick. But they started... There was airing like midday and I remember that it would start right when I would get back from school, right. uh, from class. Um... The soap opera called Angel Ravede, and the reason I watched it was because it, it was per- completely produced and filmed in Miami.
3: Right, so you're and, feeling homesick. And and, homes, and what was right. what was cool about the soap
2: opera was that they filmed in, like, real locations, like in Dolphin Mall and International okay. Mall and Dadeland and, like, South Beach. So I was, like, watching. It wasn't all sets. No, it wasn't sets at all. Like, they okay. didn't use, I don't know if it was for budget <laughs> reasons, but they filmed everything on location. Like, the houses were real houses and all oh, that. Wow. Okay. But it was just the most ridiculous soap opera I've ever seen in my entire life. And, like, the main villain That's in that soap opera killed, like, 30 people. Was this, like, a serial killer? Yes. She killed, like, 30 people. I'm not kidding. Like, 30 people. And, like, nobody knew it was her. <laughs> my
3: favorite is that she tied somebody to train tracks.
2: Yes. She tied somebody mean? up on train tracks. Like, if you see in, like, old Charlie Chaplin videos, you know, she tied them with, like, the the pañuelo and the boca. The, <laughs> and they're like, woo, 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 woo. And I'm like... It's like 2016. I mean, so, I mean, back then it was like 2004, 2005. I'm sure that train could have seen that person further away, you know, uh, and tried to do something. Pero bueno. Um, yeah, she killed like 30 people. And like when she would kill the people, she would just wear sunglasses. Oh, that's and it? And put on a baseball hat. And nobody knew it was her.
3: Very Clark Kent Superman. Yes,
2: nobody knew it was her. Cristal mató a tantas personas. And I would watch this. I'm like, oh my God. Like, this is so horrible but you know they're filming a Dolphin Mall and I see Churramania on <laughs> the back so it reminds me of being at home <laughs> I remember one time they shot out a Publix and Aww. I was like oh man <laughs> this is my favorite episode Aww. but yeah the things you do when you're homesick I, I hear you I hear you <laughs> and, and um, <laughs> to end the soap opera subject you know a lot of these soap operas both Venezuelan and Mexican the, um, the script mm-hmm. the story was written by Del- Delia Fiallo, who's Cuban really? yeah Delia Fiallo is one of the most famous If not the most famous um, Soap opera like screenwriter yeah, Of all time or whatever. She's written the top soap operas Of like the most popular of all time She's oh. she's she's up there She's written most of them I did not know and that And she's Cuban I think she's still alive But I think she retired already Oh well yeah. good for you
3: Delia Alright yeah. yeah there we go So oh, I cool. hope everybody enjoyed our soap opera talk Right that was a fun little So let us know another. what your favorite soap opera is yes, I would yes. really
2: be curious Yes
3: all right, so I guess that brings us to about that soda time.
2: It is soda time.
3: Soda pop. Soda pop. So who do you have? Well, my soda is for a fellow podcast, although they have a lot more listeners than we do. Um, so I want you to think about, think about your father. Mm-hmm. Think about what is the... What is possibly the most embarrassing thing that you think your father could ever do? Like, the thing that your father could do that would embarrass you the most? Dance in underwear on TV. That's a good one. Well, this podcast takes that concept and uses uses this guy's embarrassment about something his father did for all of our enjoyment. I am, of course, talking about the podcast, My Dad Wrote a Porno. Oh, Yeah. It's a podcast that the guy, Jamie, I think his name is Jamie, I can't remember. It's three friends, they're British. His father started writing Erotica. It is so badly written that they all get together and they read a chapter per episode and they all just start talking about it and laughing and what have you. And they actually, uh, just about two weeks ago, came back with season four. And I can't get enough of it. I laugh, I, I... just I crack the hell up every time I listen to it. They have celebrity fans. It's they actually are they they go on tour to read a couple chapters and things like that. They're and they filmed one of them and it's gonna be airing on HBO, I believe, before the end of the year. So if you have a chance to catch that, do it. But I think you should definitely listen to My Dad wrote a porno. It's I can't even do it justice. Like you just have to listen to it, and especially if you're an Anglophile because it's through British people talking mm-hmm. and making taking the piss out of themselves. Um I cannot Recommended enough all the fans the name of the main character her name is Belinda the fans are called Belinkers because <laughs> um, the name of the books are called Belinda Blinked so I am a proud out and proud Belinker and what I recommend that you? all of you what go and listen to it reason inside now I'm thinking <laughs> Belinda <laughs> Carlisle god I hope she's not the basis for this book because I'd be pissed if I was her well that's a good last coke of the desert yes it is what about
2: you Okay, so I'm giving my last Coke of the Desert to The Village Voice.
3: Oh. Which I'm sure you
2: probably heard that it's shutting down after 60 plus years. 60 years. years. And, you know, I, I think everybody can kind of relate a little bit to... No, I think everybody kind of found something for them with that newspaper, yeah. whether it was... I mean, they were New York-based, but I feel like
3: they had a bigger reach. Yeah, no, I, I mean, eventually rate. I felt...
2: I mean, because I knew of them, you knew of them. Right. And, I mean, you knew them before you lived in New York. Correct, correct. Um But whether it's pop culture or... You know, they kind of were an alternative to the more established newspapers, like the New York Times and, right. you know... The, the, the Post. The Post, you know, what have you. Um, so... You know, they, they obviously, like many newspapers, they struggled in the last few years yeah. and to find ad revenue. But what I, what I found really interesting in reading about them is that one of the um, biggest sources of revenues revenue for them was classifieds. Yeah, the classifieds, yeah. yeah, yeah. And now in this world of social media the where Craigslist. your Instagram <laughs> is pretty much your classified. True that. You know, they... In some cases, your LinkedIn, which is totally inappropriate. <laughs> they you know they couldn't, yeah, they, they, couldn't compete. Compete they couldn't compete anymore so it's just i mean do you think that it has to do i mean do you or, or do you think it also because i feel that the it, village voice the village voice kind of i think gave a voice to people that were a little bit outside of the establishment yeah 60 and 60 years ago there was very much yeah, we talking 1955 yeah very much a social establishment yeah a, a social way you know you comport yourself and they were certainly a little bit outside of the box, mm-hmm. but now that, you know, for, for good and bad, there is no box, <laughs> or the box is, you know... Mm-hmm. There's a lot more boxes. Or there's a lot more... No, actually, no, there's, there's, there's too, too many boxes. boxes. Um, maybe they just kind of lost their relevancy.
3: Yeah, I think, unfortunately, that's what happened with them, is that they, you know, they, they had their cultural impact, but I think nowadays with social media and just the internet in general, I mean, you can find your tribe a lot quicker. Yeah, they're not niche anymore. No. But it's a shame. It is a shame. It, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. I
2: feel that's what's happening with MTV or has happened with MTV. I would not disagree. That's that's another topic we need to have on here. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's happening with a lot of things. I think people are losing sight of what makes things unique. Yeah. And let me rephrase that. I don't think that they're losing sight of what makes things unique. I just think that uniqueness is taking on another form.
2: Right. It evolves. It has evolved, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, my Cocos to the village voice. All thank right. you. Thank you. I mean, you had a good run. Yeah. Hey, listen. 60 years. None yeah. Yeah, you had a good run. So, anyway, guys, as always, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And um, this was a full-packed episode. We talked about, like frivolous novelas we and ra- uh, uh, calling it up uh, uh, yeah. yes uh, you know pr- protesting I mean but that's that's what we do we here. talked about DJ Khaled's hideous furniture uh, in El Dorado you know oh, but yeah. that's what we do here in Pero let me tell you we cover all bases un poquito de todo para todo el mundo yeah. so everybody we hope you-, <laughs> you had a great time grab your uh, croqueta your pastelito and your jupina and thank you
3: so much for joining us yes thank you guys and don't forget to drop us a review on iTunes bye bye the three reasons,
0: to fruits, to, fruit, to no absolutes,
3: la to
4: absolute,
0: it. to choice, to the village voice, la to be well. any
4: passing
3: fad, to being an us for once, instead of a damn, la, la be be bo-